Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy. I'm the pastor at Doxa Church, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Julie, this morning. Hey, hey, welcome to our Jeremy house. <laughs> wow, I feel like every week, the last few weeks, we've been opening the podcast. Oh, life is so wild. Oh, nothing's normal. We can't get into routine. This week was. We're not going to talk about that. It's just we're embracing the new normal right now. Yes. And we're doing well. Throw Julie, what did you do this weekend? Strap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to talk about incision. it. We're not going to talk about it. We're not even talking about it. We're on the mental. We are on the up and up. Been having a lot of vitamins. But what have you been doing, Julie? What's new for you? Besides um, all that, anything positive well, to share? I'm growing a child, so that is a lot of work. And then I also did a wedding this weekend for some yeah. people that we met in Colorado when we lived there who live here. It was like a full circle moment. She Girl had, who was in our very first youth group yes. in 2011. Oh, man. She We're was old. a seventh grader. Or sixth grader. Sixth grade. Think. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, really sweet wedding. And I got to do charcuterie for 250 guests. Guys, that's a lot of food. I just want to put that out there. Um, a Congrats lot of food. to Addison and Kelsey. Yep. Nice wedding. I wasn't there, but I heard great things. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very awesome. fun. And while you were gone, we were battling stuff, but we were in and out of consciousness and me and the boys. I will <laughs> add, I never got this bug. So unless you're thinking you infected 250 guests at a wedding <laughs> yeah, right. by doing all this food. Ooh, yeah. I personally at that moment was totally fine. So I would not have continue doing all that food had i been actually sick or anything of course of course you're a but very it was clean 20 person. it was 24 feet of charcuterie so that's it was beautiful it was really a lot of good looking food so you and becca long i know she is an incredible helper like if yeah. you ever need someone to just get things done yep. she's your girl yep she is your girl thank you becca yeah so can't wait to see everybody again this Sunday. And it was great to hear another sermon that Ben preached on encouraging one another out of Hebrews 3. It really fit in well with the whole Run the Heaven series on our church's DNA. And today we're going to be talking about another piece of church life. Mm -hmm. And that is using your spiritual gifts. Um, there's a lot to say about spiritual gifts, yes. of course. Very broad subject. I'm preaching a sermon this Sunday about working through Christ, using our spiritual gifts in the church. Looking forward to that sermon. Today, we wanted to focus on a really nuanced topic. So this is zooming in. Yes. So we're not going to be like spelling out what the spiritual gifts are no, no, and no. the nitty gritty of that. This, that's not what this podcast is. Yeah. And obviously, just to say this, it's important to find your spiritual gifts by serving in the church. Like, the best way you can discover your gifts is not by taking a personality test. It's by actually just jumping in where, where there's a need. And having a church leadership that's going to observe and place you in a place that fits best for you. Mm -hmm. And then in your own life, just as you walk in Christ, 
you're going to be led to specific things and you're going to see, oh, wow, I, I naturally have this strength in my, in my career over here. And this, and this parallel is really great as I serve the body of Christ. So there's so much that we could go into there. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's not the be all end all either because Jesus Christ had every single one of these gifts. And as we mature in Christ, we should be becoming more and more like him and more and more balanced. And it's not something that needs to be a crutch. That's just like, oh, I can't do that because yeah. I have the gift of exhortation, so I'm not going to lead anything. You know, it's right. it's not that Which either. is really just arrogance, pride. Yeah, or laziness sometimes can even creep in there. Right. But yeah, anyway, that's not the podcast. Today, the podcast is about your strengths that can become weaknesses. And this is one of those topics that is very well known, even in the secular world. I was doing a little bit of research on this with Julie the other night, and we came across an article from the New York Times of all places. Yeah, I'm like blown away that the New York Times is actually saying this because, yeah, you know, that's not a Christian organization. <laughs> so it's really interesting. Yeah, and I mean, of course, they were coming at it from a better your lifestyle opinion kind of column, which, mm -hmm. which totally fits there. But they had a lot of spot on things that they were saying with this. It's the article talked about how I had dinner with this unusually charming friend. He entertained us with all these amazing stories. And this guy was just the best storyteller. But at the end of the dinner, <laughs> the guy was like, wait a minute, he basically asked no questions. And yeah, he was charming. and He had all these super entertaining stories. But I left like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> and they, they go into all this other stuff. Like your strengths are like muscles. If you focus only on your triceps, your biceps will suffer. So obviously balance is always key when we're talking about things in life, especially things so in the spirit. It's so important, especially in this topic that yeah. we're aware of it yeah. and that we're keeping it in line. And we, David and I will share our our strengths that have become weaknesses that we're working through, you know, this is something we battle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's good to know your strengths, good to know your gifts. Really where this fits in with the church, you have First Peter 4.10, and we'll just use this as a launching pad today. I don't usually like doing that, but with this podcast, that's something that, that has been working for us recently. But First Peter 4 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. So part of walking in Christ, serving Christ, being a member of a church is obviously using your spiritual gifts and identifying where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are. And let's talk about not letting your strengths become one of your weaknesses. One key thing that's really important as we're talking about our strengths and weaknesses is having people in our life that can point out our weaknesses and we can take it. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to put up walls so people don't see the weaknesses or we put up walls so people can't speak into those weaknesses. Yeah. And it's really easy to do. I've done it. I do it. It's not good. It's something I'm working on. 
But do you have people in your life? Maybe it's through life group. You know, that's an easy avenue for that to happen in our church. But at the same time, do you have people in your life that are speaking into the weaknesses that they see? Yeah, and this is a good point to make because there are a lot of people the longer you're in ministry you see this and you you can see this really anywhere if you start observing it but they're very talented they're very gifted in some area they just have a knack for it and they love it and it becomes a really really big deal in their life and it starts to affect other things And it's almost impossible to approach the person about that because if you're going to approach them about this, they already think that they're, they're great at this and they love doing it. And Mm -hmm. so they're not even really in a position to receive any kind of second opinion or, uh, instruction or even just awareness of it. So that's just something to always be aware of. Like just praying the Lord reveal my blind spots just always have the mindset that hey even my strengths can sometimes become out of balance and if somebody needs to say something to me about it like lord bring that person along yeah and have them say something to well, me well i think also you gave the ministry example so i'm going to speak into that i don't know if this always applies to every example but specifically the ministry example i think what happens is maybe there is a gifting and a skill set there and you're leaning into that and it's wonderful it is a strength mm-hmm. but what happens is pride does creep in you take ownership of it and then nobody else can touch that thing no one else can speak into it Mm -hmm. and then at that point it is a weakness Mm -hmm. yeah and let's talk a little bit more about how those strengths can become a weakness like when do they cross the line into becoming a problem well that's where checks and balances come in because you have to ask yourself Am I being balanced? What's getting affected? If I'm going to pour so much into this strength in this area, mm-hmm. you know, something's going to be off kilter. So what is that thing? Yeah, because when you're saying yes to something, you're also saying no to something else. Always keep that in mind. And it is, you're right, very easy to have this turn into your identity part where mm. in a lot of times this is good. Like maybe you just love working with people, counseling people, having people in your home. And we have a lot of people like that in our church. It's it's, so great. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Like that's completely what you see in the new Testament church. But if that ever comes to a place where it's like you have your whole identity wrapped up in that, like, this is who I am. This is my thing. Don't dare touch it. Like I'm really good at this. And like you find yourself looking down at other people, like they can't do it as well as me. That's where you have to back up. And then if you're putting so much into that, is it taking away from anything else in your life? Right. You know, your relationship with your spouse. We've been this. This is like with us when we were first married, I think like the first like three months of our marriage, we literally had something. I say we, I I had something every night out out of the week, right? Because I was coming from single bachelor, David, where... I was just doing a hundred things. I was playing basketball or doing this or that or that, having somebody over. And you were like, David, why are you inviting so many people over? Why are we having like game nights? I mean, we didn't have we can't you know, afford it. no kids yet. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> we couldn't afford it. And it was like, wait a minute, let's just slow down 
and invest in our own marriage as well. Right. But I mean, that's a really good example. And it kind of came to a halt. And a lot of times that's what happens is it comes to a big halt where it's like a little too late. Mm-hmm. and you regroup and that's where I'm just so grateful for grace and God allows us to work it out through coming to him and yeah yeah it can get worked out but a lot of times it becomes a bigger problem because it wasn't dealt with earlier yep so when you're successful when it's really fun for you you just have to be aware that it can take away from other things yeah, I also think like it can cause a lot of people pleasing mm-hmm. our strengths. We want people to like us. And so we'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we'll go to a lot of limits and extend ourselves to do things that we really shouldn't be doing all to get people to think mm-hmm. differently of us. And ooh, we got to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And really examine our hearts on why why we do what we do. Yeah. A lot of times this also goes hand in hand with like, I genuinely do care for this person too. If you're a Christian and you love Jesus Christ, you have both of those things going on at the same time. You also get a lot of joy because it's your gift, right? Like it's your gift to actually pour into that person and serve that person and help that person. So you do love doing that for people. But also at the same time, there's this sense of like, oh yeah, these people like this and look, everybody, everybody like sees that about me. And then the people pleasing part can creep in. And what you're left with is this idea that can over time build. And this is something I actually want to talk about how little things can become a big thing over time. Because if that happens a few times, great. Like, okay, you're working through it. But over time, a little seed can turn into this. Well, I have to solve all these problems. And like, it's now morphed into, I'm not just letting God handle it in -hmm. his hands. And I see every issue over here and I have to be almost like this savior complex for someone else. Fix all the problems. Fix it, Felix. (laughs) Yeah, you're fix it, Felix Jr. And what are you doing? (laughs) But but we just want to point that out because it's, it's something that we're dealing with in our own lives and it's a very common issue in the church always have this perspective that look even if somebody is making a mistake and somebody is going down a path where there's going to be a little bit of a crash and burn eventually we don't have to solve all those problems and just tackle them off the path <laughs> like sometimes god is going to allow that yeah and you he's to gonna let work, god work. yeah you have to let god work it's a really hard thing to do we want to see the change we want to see the work done um i feel I like think, we've really been hammering that example we should give another example as well, well i think david you know as we're talking about little things becoming big things over mm-hmm. time i think we should just share personally like strengths that maybe god's gifted us with that our weaknesses for us and have caused problems. Like I can start. Mm-hmm. One thing for me is, and David's affirmed this in my life. I, I feel like if I say this, I'm going to come across really arrogant. Like I'm bragging on myself and I do not want to come across that way by any means. But one thing is the details, mm-hmm. making things look good. And everybody can see that. It's, that you're it's actually that part area. of my job that I do yeah. for people. So that's a strength that the Lord has gifted me think in your own life what those strengths are um and what can happen is i get so focused on that 
I kind of tune other stuff out. Mm-hmm. And when things aren't X, Y, Z, the way they should look or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it gets really upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. And it's such a weakness. Like, that's terrible. Like, why am I responding that way? All because a detail wasn't in order. And so that's something that the Lord is just chipping away at me on is, yeah. you know, yeah, it's a strength. Lean into it. Use it for the glory of God. I cannot lose sight of the big picture and allow my strength to become weaknesses because what happens is I then I it comes down on people and mm-hmm. I, I've lost sight of really what God has for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good, Julie. Thanks for sharing that. And you've pointed this one out to me. I'm a positive person. I'm always the, the glass half full and I'm Mr. always... Mr. Rosie is what I call him. <laughs> yeah, and this is honestly, it's funny to look back because... I didn't really know this until we got married and like our first ministry in Colorado. Like I was always giving the benefit of the doubt to everybody. We were kind of in a really, he got taken advantage of guys. Like I'll just put it out there. It happened. (laughs) It was not great, but we learned a lot through it and I still love the people out there obviously. But I kept saying, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And for a couple of years, I was just giving the benefit of the doubt and overlook, you know, just turning a blind eye to stuff that you were like consistently saying, hey, David, this is going on. David, this isn't right. Like I, I, I give an example from 10 years ago, but like that was the first time it really was obvious to uh-huh. me. And yeah. it's always been there because I do like to just look at the bright side and think the best about everyone. You could say, well, Dave, that's not a strength at all. That's stupid. There is a there is a strength there because you don't get bogged down by the by the details. You don't let every single thing slow you down. You just keep pressing forward. So in, in a lot of ways, it, it can be a strength, but it also can become a weakness if you lose sight of reality and like have to have a different conversation or make a different decision based off of some of those real things that are happening. And another one for me is. I can be a very fast decision maker. I can process things and just make the decision, boom, go with it. And sometimes I don't need to make that fast of a decision. Right. I need to to process it and pray. I feel like David's actually gifted at this. I'm thankful for this in our marriage because I tend to want to slow down and think through every possible scenario Mm -hmm. before I hit the green light. And and there's been so many times where he's made a quick decision and it's been really good. I'm like so grateful for it. It needed to be quick. He mm-hmm. processed all the right things fast. And it is such a strength mm-hmm. that I'm grateful for. Thanks. But there are times when I come back to be like, ooh, I should have actually stepped back and prayed about that one. You know, instead of just going with my gut every single time instinctively. So... Yeah, you can tell. I mean, I don't have to probably give too many examples. Like you just make make a quick decision on the fly, like you're ad-libbing and you just go for it. Sometimes you can find yourself making the wrong choice. The beautiful thing about all of this is God always is in control and he mm-hmm. even works through our mistakes. I know. So, it's so humbling that here we are like sharing a lot of the holes in our marriage and... um just things God's been working on us and constantly, I mean, for since he formed us, he knew that these would be 
maybe our bents and our issues and is so humbling that he still uses us in the capacity he does despite of all of our yuck. Mm-hmm. And he brings people into our lives to complement our strengths and our weaknesses. So that's how our marriage is. Like, right. honestly, like we just basically explained them. Like, <laughs> David is positive, guns planning, moving forward. I'm like, over here on the details have to process everything Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. you couldn't get more opposite than that and we've had to over these 10 years and it's still a work in progress Mm -hmm. i think i think there's been so much grace and like god's worked a lot out that we've gotten Mm -hmm. so much better in but we still have a long ways to go Mm -hmm. but where i can see those opposites attract things work out really great because it does work sometimes yeah i'm helping you see the big picture to zoom out and to focus on hey god's got this you don't have to solve all these problems you know it's all right if this person's over here in this position they're growing into it god's going to use that i'm helping you see that you're helping me say like no david like this is actually really going on let's slow down and pray about this one and when you find that gift of a spouse in your life that can really balance you out, like it's it's such a such an amazing gift. Praise yeah. the Lord for that. But what can happen is pride. Mm-hmm. I, it, like I feel like pride has been a little bit of a theme that keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. But when either one of us have pride, mm-hmm. that doesn't work smoothly. It it just doesn't. It exactly. bogs it down. Which that's when the weaknesses come in. yep so think through what are your strengths and have you ever seen your strengths get out of balance and become a problem have they ever gotten to the point where they've become your identity and you've made an idol out of that and because you're saying yes to that so much now you're not as fully into another aspect of your life that you really need to be. So there's something else in your life that actually really needs some attention, but you're having so much fun and you're so good at doing your strength. This other thing is deficient and you're not pouring into this other person or you're not doing this or that like you, like you really need to do. Maybe it's your quiet time with God and your relationship with God is now suffering and you're not putting the effort and intensity into that that you need to have. Or maybe it's you just love, you know, getting out in nature and spending time with God so much that you're shirking some other responsibilities with other people that you need to be doing. You know, it, it, that's, those are two polar opposite extremes, but there's a lot of stuff in between there as well. But it, it's just identify your strengths. Praise God for those They're a gift from God. Like it wasn't you. Like God gave that ability to you. And if you're thinking, I don't have any strengths, like no, 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 no. That's not right. That's that's not biblical. We we just read first Peter four. I mean, we could read twenty other verses about the fact that when you receive the Holy Spirit at the moment of your conversion, you receive gifts of the Spirit. So you have strengths. You just can't allow those strengths to get out of balance to the point that it becomes a weakness. Yeah, let me circle back to this New York Times article that we referenced at the beginning. And it's so interesting that it really parallels to our strength and weaknesses from a biblical perspective. Um, But I'm just going to read a little portion of it because it's just so good. 
In an important study, managers were rated by over 1,500 of their coworkers on four key leadership behaviors, taking charge, empowering others, creating a vision, and executing. The researchers asked a Goldilocks question. Did the managers do too little, the right amount, or too much of each behavior? More than half of the managers were overdoing at least one leadership behavior, and their strengths predicted which one. Ambitious managers tended to overdo decisiveness and underdo empowerment. Sensitive managers had the opposite problem. They were too encouraging and not forceful enough. Inquisitive managers overemphasized innovation and underemphasized results. And conscientious managers did the reverse. They were so busy trimming the weeds that they paid too little attention to the big picture. Yeah, that's so good because it completely parallels our spiritual life. Another quote that it said in there, I think this is the last one I want to share. Often our greatest weaknesses are the other side of our strengths, which is exactly what we've, what we've been saying. So using those gifts in the, in the body of Christ, such a beautiful thing. We just have to know that this comes from God. He's the giver of all these good gifts. And we have confidence when we recognize our gifts and our strengths. But true power depends on doing that through Jesus Christ and knowing when and how to use those gifts and not allow them to get out of balance to the point that it's to the detriment of someone else or something else that I need to be doing. And that's where walking alongside each other and having these loving conversations where we're open, we're honest, and we're not just focused on ourselves. We're, we're allowing other people to speak into our lives it flourishes in that sense. It flourishes in a complementary relationship. It flourishes when you have older people speaking into you and when you have younger people that you can speak into, which is the way the church is designed. And praise God for that. Yes, amen. Recognize your gifts. What are they? We recognize our ability to be able to serve and to use our gifts when we recognize our strengths and we have that posture of knowing you know what I'm not going to people please through this I'm going to stay in balance through the Holy Spirit's power and me taking it to the Lord me putting myself in community for other people to speak into that it is so powerful and you know what your strengths become like a superpower. They become even stronger when we do that. Yeah, just like Colossians 3, 23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for man, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So just like God fan that fire into roaring flame and live on mission for him. Amen. Well, hopefully this episode was helpful for you. It was great for us to think through this and talk about this. Just getting it out there, it was really helpful for us personally. So if this podcast is helpful for you, please like and share. Give us a review, especially on Spotify. I know we have a few of you that are Spotify listeners. Our Spotify listeners are growing. And the more of you that leave a review out there, who knows someone else who may need this may stumble upon it and that'd be really cool so go for that 
and can't wait to see you again soon. You are loved. 